What's going on, everybody? Hey, welcome to another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. I am your host, the Packaging Pastor, Adam Peak, and today is going to kick off a few interviews in a row with some really awesome people that I have met on TikTok through Packaging TikTok. So you're going to get to hear from Sarah Leninga. Sarah can be found on Instagram, on Etsy, and on TikTok at sarah.and.com. Misc, so S A R A dot A N D dot M I S C. And she is a freelance designer. She does some really great work reimagining what packaging could look like on the shelf. So I think you're really going to dig this. As always, want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, SpecRite. You can go learn more about ways to get your specs right or else you're going to guess wrong. And you can go do that at specrite.com backslash P-K-G, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com backslash P-K-G. All right, here's my interview with Sarah Leninga. So I met Sarah Leninga, who is my guest here on, uh, was TikTok, is that right? Was that where I found, I think I first um, saw some of your packaging design videos? Yeah, most likely TikTok, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. When uh, reached out and you, you create a bunch of really cool content. And then what I didn't realize, mm-hmm. and for those of you who might be watching the podcast, the five lucky souls or whoever is watching it so you know sarah we we have a couple hundred people who listen to the podcast every episode not mm-hmm. many watch the videos but if you do get a chance to watch it my background has been replaced with some beautiful artwork that she also creates on her etsy store uh, which i didn't know about and there's a there, there's a bunch of really great prints on there and everything like that so uh, i i'm joined by artist uh, content creator brand freelance graphic design branding and packaging guru <laughs> it's a long title sarah yeah, I don't know. a little bit all over the place yeah, yeah that's not gonna fit on a business card <laughs> no but welcome to the podcast sarah i'm super happy to have you on yeah thank you thanks for having me i'm really excited and yeah i love what you guys do awesome i appreciate it mm-hmm. so one of the things that i thought was really interesting as we kind of get into your your background and how you arrived here is when we were chatting the first call before the interview you said I just moved to Dallas from New Zealand and I believe that my my initial response was why would you move from New Zealand (laughs) to Dallas and you had had a pretty good answer so maybe start there and, and kind of use that to talk about your your background and how you got into what it is that you do both you know just online and also as a freelance graphic designer Mm, yeah definitely so yeah I um as you mentioned I just moved here from New Zealand and I'm originally from Arizona so I've been living in New Zealand for about the past five years um and that's kind of where my design career started so I moved to New Zealand to study communication design and specialized in graphic design um, because I heard they had like a really good design program there. And then also it was like a great opportunity to travel, obviously, as well as I get to explore the beautiful beaches and everything. Um, So I was like, yes, that sounds like a great plan. And so, yeah, I studied there um, and got my bachelor's in communication design. um, And that's kind of where I like fell in love with graphic design. Prior to that, I 
I liked art and I liked drawing, but I had no idea what design was like and branding and packaging and things like that. So it was like a whole new ball game for me. Um, and you have and yeah, dual then, citizenship, right? Is that correct? Yes. That's yeah, what so, it wasn't like randomly. You were like, oh, I'll just like you spun a globe and went. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty lucky because I am a dual citizen. So I got like the um, like resident tuition rates. Like it wasn't like an overseas kind of um, fee situation, which was really good as well. So yeah, it wasn't completely random. It was, yeah, I have family there as well. Um, Great. Yeah, yeah. So I studied there. And then once I graduated, I started working at a company that like does branding and packaging. Um, like more small boutique stuff, but they also do like really kind of large scale stuff that was like in grocery stores in New Zealand. Um, so that was definitely a cool experience. There was only five of us at the company. So I kind of went from being this student to suddenly having these like crazy senior level responsibilities, kind of just this huge jump, which was, I feel like really lucky. Like I feel very lucky to have been in that position because I feel like it allowed me to grow so much. Um, so yeah, I worked there for two years and then I started posting content on TikTok. So essentially a lot of branding and packaging design stuff and just like kind of my general design interests and kind of taking the viewer along on my creative process and my journey. And I started growing on there and then started getting essentially clients reaching out to me through TikTok, which I never would have imagined. And it grew so much to where I was like, wow, I should just do this instead of, you know, working a typical nine to five. So in about September of last year, I switched over to doing freelance full time. Okay. And at the time, were you still in New Zealand? Um, yeah, actually, I moved around the time I started doing freelance full time. So it kind of lined up perfectly. Okay. Um, yeah. Got yeah. it. That makes sense. And mm -hmm. in, in the... The packaging design that you started to do when you were previous, when you were working sort of the nine to five, mm -hmm. was that mostly food and beverage, sort of like boutique CPG, or was it more, you know, you have your own Etsy store. So was it like really mm -hmm. short run, you know, cute Etsy packaging or sort of all of the above? It was mostly um, the, the stuff I was doing on the side, like outside of my job um, was essentially just like boutique like imaginary projects I'd come up with so and it was just essentially just for TikTok to post on TikTok um yeah just just for fun essentially um and yeah that's kind of how it all started okay so some of it is like real world stuff but I'd say like 90% of the things I post on TikTok are just like me having fun and creating these imaginary brands and packaging projects Gotcha. So I, mm -hmm. I did, I did recently, what's it called on TikTok? I, I literally, I posted this the other day. I feel like on TikTok, the progressive TV commercial dad, who's like, am I hashtagging right now? Cause <laughs> I don't, I just started yeah. on there a few months ago and mm -hmm. I did a, it's a duet. Is that correct? That's a thing yeah. on there Yeah. Mm -hmm. where you did a, a kind of a, a reimagined Tropicana uh, oh, yes. packaging. And so yeah. So you're saying when you do those videos, it's kind of you going, oh, if I were to rebrand Tropicana to be more mm -hmm. youthful, to be more cheerful or whatever, whatever the mm -hmm. emotions you want to give to the brand, you just yeah. sort of do it on your own and take your yeah. followers along with you on the journey, the creative process. It's not like, yeah. hey, I got this job and I got to rebrand mm -hmm. 
for Tropicana yeah. and here's what I did. And Tropicana is like, yeah. you're, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that me getting a, yeah, that would be pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah. it's just, um, essentially, yeah. Like I'll do a lot of rebranding projects, just imaginary, like here's how I would kind of rebrand. And I, I kind of changed the entire like target audience and copywriting and things just to say, oh, if this was more marketed towards Gen Z and if this was more boutique how would Tropicana look or how could it look? Um, and I think um, I try to keep it quite, usually I like to position it more towards Gen Z because that is um, the majority of the audience on TikTok. Not, not always, but at least my audience, it yeah. kind of is. There's a billion users on TikTok. They're all not Gen yeah. Z. Yeah, yeah. I think for some reason my audience just is, but yeah. I was explaining yeah. to my 14-year-old about the the idea of a billion the other day. Mm -hmm. And he, because he he was like, how many followers do you have on TikTok now, dad? Which yeah. he thinks is really funny. And I was like, I don't know, 3,000 followers or something. And he's like, mm -hmm. that's so many. I'm like, well, think about this. A million is... 0.1% of a billion. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You know, like if you have a yeah. million followers on TikTok, you'd be like, wow, that's a lot. I don't know. How many do you have yeah. on there? I, I haven't. Uh, I have a little over 60,000. Okay. Yeah. So is, if you had yeah. a million use a million followers, you'd be like, wow, mm. that's a lot of followers on TikTok. And that's 0.1%. I think I have the math, right? Right. A million. So then because a hundred million would be 10%, mm. 10 million would be 1%. So 0.1% of the entire user base would be a million followers. That's crazy. Just yeah, think about the crazy. scope of the, of the social platform. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. yeah. So anyway, it was, that yeah. was uh, kind of a fascinating thing, but so the, the yeah. point was, you were saying you have a lot of Gen Z followers mm. that at least are vocal, vocally following you on TikTok. Yeah. Okay. And so you yeah. sort of take your followers and do an education around graphic communications as it relates to packaging. Yeah. Just imagining if, if there was a brand, have you ever had a brand reach out to you after one of those and say, Hey, that was pretty good. We, we want to, I mean, not, not a person who has a brand, but like, uh, you yeah, know, uh, Tropicana says, Hey, mm -hmm. we saw your video it got however many views and we'd really love to bring you in and talk about some branding for Gen Z on some things. Has that, is that yeah. something that's happened to you? You don't have to tell me exactly who, but. No, no, no. I, I wish that would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Just like you said, mostly just general people inquiring. Um, but I've only done a few like rebranding, like actual brands and just how I would imagine it. Um, I do want to do more of them because they, they, are quite fun to do but yeah I've never had the the particular brand reach out but that would be pretty crazy if they did okay I'll get off this subject here in a second but <laughs> if you could pick three brands if someone was listening to this podcast and they went they went to your TikTok and you're like I would love for somebody from these three they're like your favorite brands that you just are passionate about that you would want to come in and be part of a new product launch rebrand something like that do you, who's like your dream three brands that you'd love to work with okay I think I love um I love Chobani their illustrations and their I thought their rebrand was really cool even their Instagram they have such like beautiful like incredibly talented illustrators they work with so Chobani I think is pretty cool um mm -hmm. I love um 
Do you know Aesop, the skincare brand? They're very like, it's very like high end luxury skincare that like super expensive, but they're um, quite like minimal and medicinal. Um, cool. Even their facial design is really beautiful as well. So maybe Aesop um, and maybe like some sort of retail fashion brand. That would be pretty fun. I'm not sure what in particular, but. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, most of my t-shirts that like, I, I'm a big like t-shirt and sweatpants guy. So retail fashion is not a thing outside of sneakers. Yeah. I have a lot, of, I have a lot of sneakers, oh, yeah. nice. but I mean, I, most of my shirts are like sports hip hop or packaging related t-shirts. So I'm not, nice. not the person to know about this. So what would be yeah. a, like one of my, I guess this, like one of my retail, one of my favorite retail uh, I guess fashion brands. I, I don't know if they'd be considered a fashion brand or because mm. they're also a certified B Corp is like Cotopaxi. If you've mm. seen them at all, um, they use a lot of so. reclaimed fibers and oh, okay. all cool. sorts of good stuff. They're here, they're based in Utah, but they're all over the place. So it would be like, like who, who's a retail fashion merchandiser? What does that term mean? Uh, I don't know. I guess the first brand that comes to mind is um, there's a brand called Teddy Fresh and they work with like, they're kind of like streetwear and they have like, like the graphics on the um, apparel themselves are really cool. And they work with like a lot of really cool artists. So I think just designing, not the the material itself and the fit of the clothing, but the artwork on the clothing would be pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. All yeah. right. Well, I can't, I, I might know there, there's a chance that somebody who's associated with Chobani may listen. I think I've got a few <laughs> yeah. people that I know there, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the other the other brand. I mean, I think Chobani seems like they're crushing it anyway. They seem like they've got an awesome team of designers. So yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when a brand or a person reaches out to you on is it mostly TikTok or are you also on Instagram? Uh Instagram as well, yeah. Okay. TikTok and Instagram, but mostly TikTok. Okay. So they reach out to you on TikTok and they're like, Hey, we yeah. saw your video. We love your your design. I and we want you to come in and look at our brand. Is it typically because they want it to translate into a brand that lands with Gen Z or a brand that might, you know, have, a, have an unboxing experience that is socially shareable mm -hmm. or they just want to refresh? Like what, walk me through what that process is like for you when, when, when a relationship yeah. goes from strictly online transactional liking following to hey i mm -hmm. need some work done yeah what does that typically look like for you um so i would say yeah they typically email or message me on instagram and i'd say like 90 percent of the people who message me it's a new brand it's not a rebrand um which is like pretty cool i, I think i'd well, both are fun. Um, but then, yeah, and I'd say majority of the time, they're usually younger Gen Z entrepreneurs, kind of in the same field I'm in, in a way, I guess, um, looking to kind of market themselves to Gen Z and their target audience is Gen Z. Um, and majority of them, their social, like their kind of product exists mostly like e-commerce, social media, um, as opposed to like on-shelf products, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, so they'll reach out to me and then we usually just have zoom meetings and, um, just see if it's the right fit and kind of go through, you know, quoting and then, you know, design stages and things like that. Got yeah. it. And mm -hmm. 
this is one thing I think is going to be really fascinating to follow. It, the 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 biggest example in the world right now would be like Ryan's world, where you have this YouTube channel that has now turned into this full almost like retail empire. And yeah. obviously that's not that's not everybody, but I think mm. that there are these like micro influencers with mm. enough followers that they could kind of create their own brand relative to oh, whatever yeah. it is that they're talking about. Or like mm -hmm. Kylie Jenner, you know, is another example of like somebody took a social following and turned it into this big. Have you met, has anybody had that sort of thing where mm -hmm. they're like, I talk a lot about baking vegan chocolate chip cookies and now I'm going to yeah. make my own and I need help with this brand, yeah. but they have a following and they can sell them. Is that? Yep. A hundred percent. I have a lot of people reaching out and a lot of people that I work with who are in that position where they've built a little bit of a following. And that's kind of how they make their sales essentially. And they see this opportunity. Well, I have, I have this interest. I might as well, you know, sell a product because I have a following. Um, so one of my clients, she has a following on TikTok and she basically makes like very beautifully aesthetic, like coffee videos and coffee recipes. Okay. Um, and she has almost a million followers. And so I, she reached out to me wanting to um, start selling some coffee that was like, locally roasted, really fresh, like roasted to order essentially, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, she wanted to sell the coffee. So I designed um, like branding and packaging for her, which is And she found cool. you on TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. This is the point that I want. I mean, we have a lot of younger packaging industry people who listen to the podcast, right? It's a podcast about mm -hmm. packaging. So it's not like mm -hmm. everybody's listening to this thing. Yeah. But the thing that I have just been imploring people in the industry is it's it's almost the great equalizer in terms of your ability to put yourself out there mm -hmm. and and I think there's there's TikTok is a great example of that my 14 year old I was telling him about this paint that can change colors on, that was unveiled at CES and he went to TikTok to search for it he's like oh like why are you searching TikTok he's like because they have the best videos on this stuff why it, and that was the first time in my life where I went, oh man, they've become a search engine. Like yeah. these, in, these people, when they're looking for somebody to design their packaging are staying on the very platform where they have influence because they know, well, Sarah clearly understands not only how to design packaging, but the importance of having a social brand. She mm -hmm. gets me, let me reach out to her before she mm -hmm. reaches out to the thousands of other packaging designers that are out there right now mm. you've done a great job of putting yourself into that position as as what, what's is there a, is there a what's the name for the generation below gen z do you know that one mm. i don't know I'm what the name sure. is <laughs> yeah i should probably know because i'm sure my kids age that's probably my kids generation yeah. i probably know this stuff but yeah true as gen z is becoming more and more and more impactful in the decision making of not just at brands, but also starting their own brands. It's a very entrepreneurial, very hardworking generation. It's the most mm -hmm. diverse, ethnically diverse generation in, um, in modern American history, for sure. And so I think you're doing, I just say, like, I'll give you a, a <laughs> clap for saying, like, you're doing a great job yeah. of putting yourself yeah. out there and being at the place where people are and the place now where people are searching. Mm -hmm. And then 
the place where those people are searching are actually selling their products that they're searching to have somebody design. So I think it's, I think yeah. it's, maybe it's what you intended to do, maybe not, but whatever it is, you're doing a great job at it. So, so certainly yeah. keep up. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's fun because I love working with smaller entrepreneurs as well. Like that's definitely, I don't know. I just love seeing somebody have, you know, a dream and me helping them to make it a reality. And a lot of the time, you know, obviously it is pros and cons. They usually have a smaller budget and things like that, but it's so fun to kind of, I don't know, help them through the whole process as well. And I don't know, it's really cool because we're kind of in a similar boat as well. A lot of these people, as you mentioned, do have a bit of a following and they're using that following to grow. And I don't know, I can definitely relate to like a lot of my clients, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So my last question, I'll kind of go back to your sort of your origin story is Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people who have the breadth of experience at the early on in their career, not just as you were talking about having a lot of experience in a full-time job, but also being able to have dual citizenship spend five years in New Zealand. Do do you bring a lot of that to your, your design influence, I guess, when you're, when you're looking at designing packaging where most people don't know, you know, maybe what, what's like, what's landing in, in New Zealand or Australia or that Mm -hmm. area. And you can Mm -hmm. pull in some of that maybe and say, yeah, but have we considered this have you looked at something like this that exists over there? I think it would land really well here. Are you able to draw on that background quite a bit? I think a little bit. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like New Zealand in general is like quite a creative place. I, I feel like a lot of New Zealanders will say like it's a very creative place. And a lot of the design studios over there are quite small like the ones that kind of like I worked at a company with five people and we worked on some of the largest coffee brands in all of New Zealand and it was just five of us which I never would have thought that would be the case yeah um and I I feel like I don't know I feel like the packaging in New Zealand is quite adventurous and creative which I really like so um I don't know and it's fun to be back here and kind of compare the two so I I do definitely think I pull a lot of inspiration from New Zealand and just all the branding and packaging there um, and from my old job as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, coffee packaging pretty well. You've mentioned oh, yeah. that now, now twice. That's yeah. great. I know. It's really weird. We, we worked with so many coffee brands at the design studio. And then one of my very first clients full-time freelancing was coffee brand. So I was like, how am I getting so many coffee projects? It's kind of funny. Listen, I would lean into it. There's a lot of locally roasted artisan coffee brands that are out there and mm. and it's hard I, I i don't think it's an easy thing to design coffee packaging in in a in a way because it, it feels very it, it can feel very transactional like for me mm. depending on sort of the person and the generation like for me when i find a uh, some coffee that i like i don't really explore beyond that very much and other Mm -hmm. people are really adventurous but like I don't know if there's more of a an allegiance to brands in the coffee industry or it could just be that I'm like well maybe I'm like the get off my lawn like old guy who's just like I like my coffee yeah I like this kind of coffee 
No, I, I think that's definitely the case. I think people are very dedicated and stick with their favorite coffee brands. It seems like, especially since coffee is so like ritualistic and part of your routine. I can't imagine people would, I mean, I'm not actually ironically enough, I don't really drink coffee, but um, I, I feel like that's part of people's routine. And so they want to stick to their brands. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. also a benefit candidly, if you're yeah, not sure. like, if you're, if, if you understand the design influence of an industry, but you're not actually influenced by the design, it's probably mm -hmm. pretty freeing to yeah. be able to look at stuff with fresher eyes as someone who's just like, I live for whatever, yeah. uh, yeah. dark roast Sumatra, and that's all they ever buy all the time. Yeah. And then they they have to design something that's like a medium roast out of Kenya and they have you know it's a more like a flowery fruity mm. pro flavor profile and they can't even they can't even imagine that anyone would buy it let alone <laughs> drink it yes. so yeah. it, maybe that's an advantage to you I don't know yeah that's a good point yeah mm. uh, you can use that on your next one uh, I design yeah, I design coffee packaging and I don't <laughs> really drink coffee yeah so yeah. yeah exactly very good if there were one industry that you're not really in right now. It's kind of similar to the brand one, but just like an industry mm. that you're like, I'm just fascinated by, by design, by packaging design in that particular industry. And I'd love to know more. What would that one be? Mm. I think skincare would be fun. I'm, I'm working with um, a skincare brand right now, but I would love to get into that more. Um, I don't know. I, I like the the visual language itself kind of like, whether it's more medicinal or um, more creative. I don't know. I just think like the like semiotics, I guess, on the packaging are quite interesting for skincare. What was um, that word? So I, semiotics, like the, I think it means just like visual language. I don't know. Oh. We studied it in university. I learned a new word, semiotics. Semiotics. Yeah, How do you spell this word? There's probably like graphic designers who are like, come on, bro. You don't know uh, this? Yeah, S-E-M-I, semi. O-T-I-C-S. All right. Semiotics. It's really interesting. It's it's all about visual. It's basically just your subconscious, like, you know, visual language, uh, not the actual text and how it subconsciously influences you, essentially. That's awesome. Uh, that's a great yeah. word. I'm so yeah. excited to know that word now. I will use it yeah. today. And I'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I'll sound so uh, smart. I love the semiotics of this, yeah. this yeah. packaging here. Yeah. Yeah, I think we took like a whole semester on semiotics or something. It was very like crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. But yeah. Mm. But yeah, back to that. Yeah, I think skincare would probably be really fun. I'd love to get into that more, I'd say. Awesome. Mm. Well, Sarah, how do people like how do they follow you on TikTok? What's your what's your handle over there? Uh, my handle is Sarah and Misk, as in miscellaneous. Sarah and? Yeah, Sarah and Misk with um, periods separating each word. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. And how about on Instagram? Same on Instagram? Yep. Yeah, same thing on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I will make sure that we put that in the show notes here. Uh, mm -hmm. How else? Yeah. I mean, you're in, you're in Texas, but you sort of work with brands all over the place. So if there's yeah, anyone in, in, you know, just, I would just encourage companies you know big and small alike go check out the, her work on on tiktok and instagram uh, she does a really great job breaking down her design process and i think 
I learned a lot. Clearly, I learned a new word today, but I've also <laughs> learned about the process of design just watching uh, watching her on TikTok. So highly recommend everyone connect up and follow Sarah. Anything else you'd like to add to uh, to the podcast here or should we should we call it a wrap? No, I think that's it. I just wanted to say thanks for having me as well. Um, I enjoy listening to your podcast and yeah, it's been really fun to talk about packaging. Awesome. Oh, in your Etsy store. How can people go get oh, yeah. great designs like this one? Uh, Etsy is the same as well, Sarah and Misk. Okay. Um, without the full stops. Yeah. Got it. I'll put all the links in there. And what, here's, <laughs> here's what's cool about the Etsy thing that I didn't realize is you go buy like access to the designs and then you can print them, you can use them, you know, mm. right? Like, is that, is that a fair yeah. way of putting it? Like you, you yeah. sort of just buy the, the digital design and then yeah, do what you'd like. Yeah. I think it's just more like um, affordable for the consumer and they have more sizing options and more control over it. So I figure it's like a win-win anyone all over the world can buy it and hang it up in their room. So. And it's super yeah. sustainable. You don't have to print things and then frame them exactly. and ship them. Like they can just exactly. do it themselves. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. And I feel like it just gives people opportunity from all over the world to be able to order my prints. So it's just like a win-win, I feel like. Well, mine says, you can't see the whole thing because it's zoomed in, but it says, be kind to our planet and to others. And I think it's a great way to end this. It's a great message, uh, just finding our own kindness and, and sharing kindness as, as we go. And you've been so generous and kind with your time here today. So thanks for joining me on the People of Packaging podcast and for being a rad person in the packaging industry. Cool. Thank you. Hey, that wraps up another edition of the People of Packaging podcast. It would mean so much if you would like and share, rate, review, subscribe, because we want to change the world because we believe that packaging is awesome.